Welcome to the First Mentor Podcast. Here, you will hear us talk about a variety of topics for the entire family that will hopefully spark a discussion, create a new curiosity, or simply teach you something new. The goal is to inspire you to learn life skills and soft skills not taught in school and prepare you to live an extraordinary life. Come on and spend some time with us on your commute to school or anytime you're free. Hello mentees and family of mentees. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the First Mentor Podcast. And this is your host and mentor Vanessa Yang. And I just wanted to share with you, I'm still riding on my high from the very successful first Youth Leadership Summit that we hosted this past weekend. We have worked really hard on it for the past several months, and I was really happy to see the turnout of students as well as my professional friends who volunteered to give up their time to allow our youth the opportunity to practice their networking skills. And our fantastic speakers spoke about mindset, shared their view on leadership, led the teens to build a vision board, and shared the importance and hands-on advice on how to network. And if you haven't done so already, follow us on Instagram or Facebook, First Mentor Street just to see the upcoming pictures and short videos of the event. I am really overwhelmed by the positive feedback we received so far on how much the student enjoyed the event. So thank you so much for everyone who showed up, participated, and helped out. Anyways, back to this episode today. For this episode, I have invited Ethan Burgess from Olio Fitness to talk to us about fitness training with a focus on strength training. When you're still young, most of you probably do some sort of sports or love it. But how many of you have truly thought about or know the benefits of strength training over cardio exercise? So let's hear the point of view and learn the experience from a professional athlete. So let's get started right away. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of the First Mentor Podcast. And today I wanted to introduce my guest to you, Ethan Burgess from Olio Fitness. Welcome to our show, Ethan. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes. And as we start, I would love just for us to get to know you a little bit better. I know we talked and I loved your background. We're going to talk about fitness specifically around strength training today. And based on your story and everything you've done so far, I thought you would be such a great guest to speak with us. So let's give our audience a chance to get to know you a little bit better. All right. Well, thank you again for having me on. Um, I mean, I'm always excited to talk about fitness and strength and the really the positive role it can, uh, you know, play in, in people's lives. I've always been into sports and kind of I've always been into athletics and just moving the body in general. Um, when I was younger, I did gymnastics. I played soccer. And as I got a little bit older, uh, one, it was, I think it was 1992, <laughs> which seems like forever ago now, um, I was watching the Winter Olympics and I was watching figure skating and I thought, hey, that looks fun. Ever since then, I just fell in love with it and I started to compete. I started to get better. Uh, I became a professional figure skater. I competed at the national championships for 20 years. Wow. Seems like a crazy amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. 
And in that time, I've gotten six national medals, two national championships. I was in a movie, Blades of Glory, with Will Ferrell and John Heater. Oh, um, nice. I was yeah. in... Yeah, I was in the ABC television show, Skating with the Stars, Bethany Frankel. For the last 15 years, I've been training all types of people. So the youngest I've trained was two years old. The oldest was 88 or is 88. And I've also trained Olympic and world medalists. So it's really been a great career of kind of starting from the basics and working my way up all the way to these elite athletes. But there's a lot of fundamentals that apply to all different ages and skill levels. Fantastic. And I don't know if I told you last time, when I watched the Winter Olympics, ice skating was always my favorite sport to watch. I just think everybody is just so graceful. And I can imagine how much work you put into training each day. Well, I would say five hours a day, six days a week. When I was training, I used to get up at about 3.30 in the morning. I'd skate from five to seven. I'd go to school. I'd usually leave at lunchtime. I'd start skating again at one, let's say one to three, take a break. And then I'd do another session, let's say five to six, 30. Go home, try and do homework somewhere in the middle of that and yeah. get up and, and do it again. So it was certainly, it was a commitment. And when I think back to it now, it's, I think, how did I do that? But you know, when you love something and you're passionate about something, Hard work pays off. An amazing feeling to really go after something that you enjoy doing. Yes. And this is what I hear as I speak to friends. I mean, I don't know a lot of professional athletes myself, but it's just really their retirement age comes a lot sooner than for, I would say, like for blue collar, white collar jobs, right? And I'm so glad to hear a lot of them have like a second career afterwards and you just continue with what you love in the fitness field. That's what we're going to be talking about a little bit, because as I'm talking to younger audiences, I know some of them either love sports and do strength training because, you know, their coach tells them or what have you. But the majority that are just okay with sports, like including myself when I was young, I was like, I only run, do something that I feel like I had to do but strength yeah. was something that I'm like uh, I don't want to do especially like I felt like it didn't apply to me when I was younger so I wanted to start with talking about some myths that people hear a lot around strength training and maybe you can help clarify those yeah so the biggest one that I think I hear the most often is if you strength train it stunts your growth meaning you won't get as tall as you should I don't know where this started, but this is such a misconception about strength training. So really when you're strength training and you're using the right amount of weight, your muscles and your bones and all the things that connects your body, all the muscles, uh, the tendons and the ligaments. So everything that supports your muscles gets stronger. So as you develop those and get stronger over the years and starting at a young age is so important because as we uh, age, we get taller and things grow and things get longer. So it's so important to stay strong all throughout your body, which really reduces injury. I've worked with a lot of kids over the years. For about 20 years, I've been working with, with children of all ages. It's so hard to see sometimes when they're doing something they love and then they get injured. Yes. And that really takes them back and they have to feel like they have to start over. And that's really hard to do. Mm -hmm. So the more that you can apply strength training, fitness, yes, but strength training more importantly, the less chance of injury you'll have and the more you can enjoy what you're doing. Yes, that's so true. But before we go to the next myth, at what age do you recommend children to start with strength training? 
The youngest that I've had working with weights was four years old. Now, when we talk about strength training, I think parents and children and kids need to understand that it's not necessarily how much weight you use. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. when I had my four-year-olds, five-year-olds, and six-year-olds, I would give them one-pound dumbbells. So the dumbbells are the things that you can hold in each hand. One pound. But really what that's doing is it's making their coordination and their strength better because it's a little bit harder than what their body is used to. So used to just moving your body weight around. But if you add just a little bit of weight, your brain says, wait a minute, this is different. This is harder than what I'm used to. I have to strengthen that connection. Mm. And really, as we, again, as we age, especially boys, we can get a little gangly. We can get a little (laughs) little out of control. Boys are different than girls. and, And, but the strength training applies to both. So it's really important to just start really slowly. I would advise everybody out there, if you want your child to get into strength training, especially 12 or under, it needs to be supervised. It shouldn't probably be from the parent. It should be supervised by a professional that will give them the right exercises and the right amount of weight to do. I think it's it can be unsafe, but if it's monitored by a professional, I think it can be very beneficial. And as they get older and get more used to it, then they can start doing it on their own. But especially in the beginning, four or five, I think it's it's important to have someone monitor that. Yeah, good point. And you know, another myth I've heard, especially when I was younger, and I think this probably applies mainly to girls and young women, is like, oh, we don't want to start that because we're going to look bulky and muscular and we don't want that. We just want to look fit, which I've learned later on was a myth because it takes a lot of work to look like a very muscular man. It doesn't come easy at all. I am so glad that you brought that up because this is the one thing that I've talked with women for years about. It's like the idea that as soon as you lift up a weight, you're going to have these arms like Arnold Schwarzenegger or some huge power lifter or you know big muscled person. And that's not the case. It takes a lot of weight and a lot of time to look like that. But for women, especially when you start lifting weights, and this is, I think, One of the most important things for young girls and women in general, when you start lifting weights, it gives you not only strength, but it gives you confidence. Mm -hmm. As soon as you start lifting, it's like, wow, I can do this. I feel good. And there's a certain amount of positive energy and confidence that I think, especially for young women now is really important. So it's less about what you look like and more about how you feel. Mm -hmm. And I think I, I can't stress that enough. Because we look at the Instagrams and the TikToks and probably the younger people listening, maybe not on Facebook as much, but especially the TikToks, we see in shape people that are living these fantastic lives. And that is not something that you should shoot for right now. You should shoot for feeling good yourself and pushing yourself and knowing that you can do things that maybe you didn't think you could. And that really propels us um, towards a positive way of thinking and, and a confidence that I think we're, we're missing nowadays. Yeah. What do you say to people who say, uh, you know, when I work out or want to lose weight or become more fit, you know, cardio is more important. I just want to do cardio, like strength and weight training is not that important. What do you have to say about that? Uh, they've done numerous studies that show weightlifting burns not only more calories after a workout, but it burns calories longer throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So let's use just cardio, for example. Let's say you go 
on a treadmill, you go outside and you run. And let's say you burn 200 calories. Once you're done exercising, your body says, oh, I'm done. And then it starts to rest. But if you stimulate your muscle and you're working the muscle a little bit harder, not only are you burning calories, but then your muscle is still stimulated. So throughout the day, it's still burning calories longer. Just cardio, that way of thinking has been gone for years. I would not focus on that. I would focus on strength training. But if you want to burn more calories, you can lift weights and just decrease your rest time. So instead of, let's say, doing, for example, let's say you're doing a bicep curl or something with, for, your, for your arms. If you just lower the rest time, so I did 10 repetitions on each arm, and then I only wait 15 seconds, you're keeping your heart rate high the same way you would for cardio on a treadmill or running outside, hmm. and that actually burns calories longer. So stop doing cardio, lift some weights, lift some resistance bands, way more effective. Yes. And I also heard, you know, maybe we can talk a little bit about the workout process throughout the week, right? Because I've heard it's best to alternate between some cardio and some strength training. And then I hear all sorts of, you know, measurements or time. Some people say minimum 20 minutes each day. Others told me three times a week, an hour. If we're talking about teenagers and young adults, are there some guidelines that you give to your clients? Yeah, absolutely. Teenagers and young adults. I think the most important thing is to start off doing something that makes you feel good. So we hear all these different things. You should work out five days a week. You should work out three days a week. You should do cardio. I think the main thing is to start with something very small. Mm -hmm. And what that does is when you do something small and you complete it, you say, hey, I feel good that I did it. I think next time I want to do a little bit more. And that's really how we create consistency with working out, especially as we age. And this is something that we're, I hate to say, it, unfortunately, I'm going to have to do for the rest of your life. But it doesn't always have to be an all or nothing thing. So I think when young adults and uh, teenagers and, and young adults and even adults are thinking about starting something, I would recommend doing, let's say, 20 to 30 minutes twice a week, a little bit of strength training, a little bit of cardio. That way you're not just going all in and doing it all. Because what happens, you do too much, you're too sore. Yes. I don't like that feeling. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> yes. The parents that are listening to this, this podcast could probably relate. Oh, I had this one trainer. He worked me so hard. I couldn't walk the next day. I said, I don't want to do that again. Yep. And then you stop exercising. So very important for kids to start with something small. Start with something that you can do because then you've completed something and you feel good about it. And that brings positivity towards exercising and fitness in general. So I would say start slow, start very small and then work your way up. But I would say start with one to two times a week, easy, 20 to 30 minutes, see how you feel. And then you can slowly start adding things after you've done that. Yeah, that's really a good point. I remember one of the partners that I worked with before the CPA firm, we haven't seen each other for years. And he mentioned to me, he just finished a marathon. I think it was a few years ago when we seen each other. And it's been a 10 year gap before that. And I was like, whoa, what happened? I never knew you run. And he's like, I don't, I couldn't even barely walk from my house to get the mail. Okay. But <laughs> okay, he worked himself upwards to a marathon was just what you said, little bit and then just add a little bit to it each time and really be persistent. So I thought that was 
fascinating. And obviously, he was not a teenager at the time we talked, but I was so proud that he completed a marathon. That's a really good thing for people to remember. Exactly. Start small, but the people that you see that are doing these amazing things, they started off doing exactly what you're trying to do. They didn't just end up as a professional athlete or as a marathon runner or a fitness model. They started with something, hey, I think I want to try this. They tried it and they said, oh, I I like this. I'm going to do a little bit more and a little bit more. We can't go from A to Z, A to B then B to C. And we're making these small incremental steps. Um, That's very important. So from not being able to walk uh, to get his mail to running a marathon, that's amazing. And and anybody can do it. You just have to stay positive. Small steps really make a difference. Absolutely. And that's why I shared this for those who are like, oh, exercise is not for me. I mean, I have to admit, I have to kind of make myself work out a little bit. It doesn't come natural. I have friends who are like, oh, I can't pass a day unless I've exercised, I feel like something's missing. So we have obviously people from different ends of the spectrum. But one of the things that really worked for me over the years is find something with a friend to start with too, because I tend to give up on myself and find excuses when I have days when I don't feel like doing it. But when you know somebody else is waiting out there for you, you're probably more likely to commit. Absolutely. It's called accountability. Accountability. When you have someone that's waiting there for you, when you, even if you said, I don't feel like it today, I'm tired, you know they're waiting and then you're going to do it. So there's a lot of people that need that community or that accountability to be able to do things, which I think is important. So go with a friend, just walk, go walk around the block, you know, something, something so easy as, hey, you know what, we're going to meet on Monday nights and we're going to walk around the block once and I'm going to meet you here every Monday and we're going to do that. And then again, you start with something small and then you're saying, hey, you know what? Let's walk around the block two times. Hey, let's go try this. So again, it doesn't matter where you start. Starting is the most important thing. Even with, with something like crunches, go do 10 crunches. Mm-hmm. It'll, take you, it'll take you 15 seconds. Okay, that wasn't so bad. Maybe I can try 20 crunches next time. And you'll be amazed at just if you start small enough, you, you'll, you'll progress pretty quickly and you'll feel really good. Yeah. And I also wanted to encourage, because that's one of the things we want to do with this podcast is increase bonding opportunities and communication between our teenage children and the parents, right? So I figure exercise is a really great way of bonding too. And I wanted to ask you for some tips, but I just wanted to share from our own experience during the pandemic, for example, you know, all of us were cooped up at home and either you sit all day and watch TV or you find something else to entertain the family. And one of the things we started doing was we had a calendar that we printed out and we would try to do more push-ups each day. So we kept track each day. Like we wanted Great. the number to go up. And then the other thing we did was planks. So we started with 30 seconds and maybe the next day, another 30 seconds. And we increased to 45. Yeah. And it was up to the point where my son was the one reminding me, hey, mom, we haven't done our planks for today. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Because normally it's always me initiating it. That's awesome. He wanted to beat me. That was his thing. Yeah. Competition. <laughs> So, yes. So I think there's three different things to think about when you're talking about parent-child relationships when it comes to exercise. One is a healthy competition, healthy challenge. 
I want to beat you. You want to beat me as long as it's not too intense. I think that really motivates people to step up and do a little bit more. Oh, I'm going to try this and let's see if they can do that. And, and that challenge I think is, is really important. Number two is making it fun and keeping it fun. So push-ups and planks are great, but sometimes that can get a little boring, a little yeah. monotonous. What about doing jumping jacks? How many jumping jacks can you do in a minute? How many jump ropes can you do in a minute? Timing of exercising is really good because that makes you go a little faster or doing things in a small circuit. So in a minute, how many can you do 10 push-ups, 20 jumping jacks, and 30 jump ropes? How long does that take you? And trying to lower that time, lower that time. So you're trying to beat yourself. And that's that challenge. So you, you can have competition with someone else or you can have a competition with yourself. But I think making things fun, doing silly things, running around, being silly, gets your heart rate up. It releases those endorphins that make us feel good. But exercising, it needs to be controlled and safe, but it doesn't have to be too serious. So I think, especially when it comes to adults, making things fun. But if we're talking about that parent-child dynamic, make it fun. Go online and look for something silly to do and and do it together as a family. Um, I think the third thing too is find someone that you can follow. Find someone that gives you ideas. It can be very difficult to know what to do, know what's safe. And we always do what we know how to do yes. and what we feel comfortable doing. And that's great. But it's really good to get outside your comfort zone and say, hey, I'm going to follow this YouTuber. Hey, I'm going to hire a coach that can show us and tell us what to do. And that takes kind of the pressure off yourself of, oh, I have to think of something new. So challenge, make it fun, find someone that can guide you. I think those three things can, can lead you to, to fitness success. Yeah, I would love to add on a few examples of what you just said. So the fun part, I mean, I'm going to date us here a little bit, but I don't know if you're into video games, but when back in the days when the Wii and then the Xbox Connect came out after several years after, I was really excited because those uh, video game consoles gave us the opportunity not just to sit there and move our fingers, but the whole body. Exactly. Especially when the Xbox came out, Just Dance. I felt like I got a workout out of oh. like just the dance. I was like huffing and puffing, but yes. it was so much fun to do this with the yeah. family. What video game systems have done a great job of is gamifying fitness. So like you said, making things fun, getting you up and doing things. You're still playing a game, but you're getting your body working. Back then, Dance Dance Revolution yes. was good. Yes. Um, that's always fun. And I think Wii now has a, I forget exactly what it's called, but it's like a ring. It's kind of like a Pilates ring that you can squeeze oh. and you can pull apart. And there's a lot of different games that you have to, you have a character and that you'll follow along, pushing, squeezing, squatting, jumping. And it's really good, again, to break up the monotony of push-ups, squats, things like that, planks. This is really good. And, and there's another game, it's a plank, but you have a screen down in front of you and it's like you're hang gliding, you have to go through rings. So ah. you're control, at, while you're in a front plank hold, you're moving and you're controlling kind of where your character is going. So again, not just a plank, but kind of an interactive way to, to do fitness, which is, again, that makes it less boring. And then you're like, oh, I think I want to do that now, as opposed to, okay, I guess I have to do this again. You know, that can, that can get a little boring. Yeah, video games are, are great now. 
Yeah, I definitely have to look into the two that you just mentioned. But I wanted to ask you, since you mentioned your third point about finding somebody to follow. Now, I don't know about if All Your Fitness has something on YouTube, but if not, are there any particular YouTubers you would recommend to our listeners just to follow when it comes to exercise or somebody to watch that with easy exercises that they can follow? So I have a YouTube channel. I don't have videos up yet, but... What I would probably do is I would search YouTube for fun exercises or children's exercises or something like that, not too serious and see what they do. You're going to have to look around a bit and then you have to find the right age range. But I think following someone is is important. Uh, Obviously, it needs to be the right kind of exercises, nothing Mm -hmm. too crazy. Or you can also hire someone. And this is what I do is, you know, create exercise programs for kids, for adults, kids and adults can do it together. That way it's guided exercise and you can do it on your own time, but then you don't have to think about what to do. You say, oh, I have my workouts for the week. I have to follow it, give him a little feedback, and then he changes it every week. So that's what I do. For years, I was in a gym and I was seeing people in-person one-on-one. I've moved all around the country for my figure skating career. And every time I moved somewhere different, my client said, well, what am I supposed to do now? How am I, I love you. I want you as a trainer, but you're obviously not here. So my brother and I developed a really cool way to stay in touch and to give people exercises. So I set up workout programs online that can be done at home with a little bit of equipment. We have to use our body weight and a little bit of resistance. And that's what really develops strength for kids and adults. But I set up specific workout plans for you. I can do it for kids. I can do it for you as a family. Essentially, you watch a video, a short video that explains the exercise, the key points of the exercise, how to do it safely, how to set it up. You do the exercise uh, through a very easy to use app. You give me feedback on what, uh, how many times you did it and how hard it was. And then with that information, every week, I change the workouts. Mm. So every week and every, every workout, you're always doing something different. And that's really important. What I've found over the years is to make it fun, make it different. Nobody really wants to do the same thing over and over again, yes. but it's hard for people to figure out what to do. So this was a really good way for me to make customized workout plans for anybody And also bring the price point down. So I charge $40 a month for 12 workouts a month. And those are different workouts. You can do them for your home whenever you want. You don't have to schedule any time with me. But I'm creating a workout plan that's safe and effective for you for any age. And um, that's a really good option for people that are motivated to do something. They're just not sure what to do. And I joke, let me think for you. All you have to do is watch (laughs) some videos and follow. Great. If anybody listening is interested to look into that, where can they find the information? So my website is olio.fit, O-L-I-O.F-I-T. That'll give you uh, great information about how what the program uh, is, how it's designed, how it can help you. You can also email me. It's Ethan, E-T-H-A-N, at olio, O-L-I-O.fit. I'm happy to answer any questions. My main goal uh, when it comes to exercise is help people live a healthier life and to make them feel good. I think that's a big thing now because we fitness has gotten too serious. It's yeah. gotten too about the looks and especially with kids and adults. 
yeah, you want to look good, but more importantly, you want to feel better. You want to have more energy. You want to be able to, to do the things. You want to go on those hikes. You want to go to the beach. And that really starts with proper strength training to make sure your body is ready for those things and to make it fun. I like to be silly and have fun. So I think exercise and strength training can be fun and effective at the same time. Yeah. But let's go back to the strength training a little bit, because I talk to a lot of students who are in some sort of, you know, either soccer clubs or basketball team or what have you while they're in high school and some of them in college as well. Let's say somebody's just starting in that area, but they've been doing cardio for a while. And now they're listening to us and say, oh, maybe I should add some strength training to my routine to increase my flexibility, to increase my strength so I can achieve more in the sports that I enjoy. What would you tell them if they're already semi-fit when it comes to a cardio perspective, right? How often should they incorporate strength training in a week into their workout routine? And then each time, how long? They're already in athletics. doesn't matter what, what sport it is. You're doing the same type of movements all the time for that sport. So let's say you're playing soccer, you're running, you have the ball, you're doing a very similar pattern of running. So what I would suggest is I would start with two days a week, two days a week of 30 minutes. I would do some basic exercises, some squats, some shoulder presses, uh, some bicep curls, some abdominal exercises. I would start with basic things because the problem is if we do the same movements over time, Mm -hmm. your body gets used to that and it doesn't get any stronger. So if you're playing a sport, general strengthening is really going to help you perform better at your sport. So I would recommend doing, starting with just simple exercises. And again, the internet has great resources. I would find someone, again, you can go to YouTube, you can look this up, Google. I would go to your sport, if that's what you're trying to do, and look up exercises for your sport. Mm. I think that, that can be really, really good. But in the beginning, again, we don't want to start with too much we don't want you to get injured. One to two days, 30 minutes of strength training, no cardio. You're probably already getting a lot of cardio in your practicing, whatever sport it is you're doing. So I would recommend doing again, those basic exercises again. And this is where a coach comes in. When you have a coach, you can say, Hey, I'm trying to get stronger for this. A coach can say, okay, this is specifically what I want you to do. So not necessarily me, but If you ask your coach, hey, what should I do? I'm sure they'll have recommendations for things that you can can try. Doing something different than what you do every day for your sport is very important uh, to get stronger and stay injury-free. What else can they do if actually their body is so not used to the strength training? And let's say after their first few exercises, things start hurting a lot, right? What type of recommendations do you have there for them to kind of shorten the period of pain or the amount or the level of pain? Drinking enough water. I think this goes adults and kids probably don't drink enough water and you have to drink quite a bit. So if you have three glasses a day, oh, you think it's a lot, right? But it really isn't. You should probably have 80 ounces of water a day. So that's about a half gallon. Mm -hmm. Now that seems like a lot. So I would start with a liter, which is I think about 40 ounces. Trying to get 40 ounces, I think, is is important. A good technique for doing this is getting a water bottle that's about 30 to 40 ounces. You'll notice that 
you'll drink it throughout the day and you'll say, hey, that wasn't that bad. But again, you're getting more than just one glass. It's deceptive. That's right. Getting a larger bottle of water. So drinking water is very important for to get the lactic acid, to get that soreness out of your body. Mm -hmm. Stretching is very important. It can be any type of stretching. Generally, what you want to do is you want to stretch different parts of the muscle. And I would hold it, hold each stretch for about 30 seconds. Again, your body is, I don't like to stretch. I have tight muscles. And if you hold it just a little bit longer, your muscles say, okay, I'll stretch. And your muscles start to relax. Mm. And then that's when you get the soreness out as well. Also eating enough protein is very important for athletes and people in general. When we're trying to strengthen muscle and build stronger muscle, protein are the building blocks of that muscle. So we need to make sure we drink enough water, eat enough protein, and also rest. We can't always be exercising. That's right. We actually get stronger when we rest. So you're doing these activities, you're strength training, you do all these things. If you don't rest enough, you won't get stronger. And that's when we get injured. When I was younger, when I heard protein, I always thought about meat automatically, like chicken, beef, or pork. But there's so many types of protein that are actually a lot better for you. So if we are talking to a youth, like what kind of protein would you recommend for them? So you can have soy. I think soy is fine. I wouldn't only do soy, but soy is a great, a great source of protein. I also like protein powder. Now, a lot of people say, oh, you know, I don't take supplements. But most people, it's hard for them to get enough protein in their diet alone, mm-hmm. especially if you're vegetarian. So a supplement, I take a plant-based protein powder. So whey protein is dairy-based. What we know now is dairy is really not good for our body. Mm-hmm. Our, it's just hard for our body to process it. So a plant-based protein powder, again, you can go online, but don't do whey. Ha- look up, search plant-based protein powder. And that's a really great way to get the protein that you're not getting from uh, from your diet, your normal diet, to get that in during the day, which will help build the muscle back, make it stronger. I've heard like beans in general, lentils, chickpeas have really high source of protein. That's the one I never knew of before. I just found that out in the recent years as I looked into nutrition more. That's great for kids and adults. I think kids don't have to worry about it as much but they're really high carb and they're high fat. So for adults that maybe are trying to lose a bit of weight, you know, your lentils and your beans, it has have protein in it, but it also has a very high calorie content, carbs and fat. So don't go too heavy on the lentils and the beans, but for kids, you know, I think it's, it's okay. But again, you don't want too much of one thing. That's true. It's very important to your body to get a little bit of a lot of sources of protein, carbs, and fats which are your macronutrients and really kind of vary up your sources. So your body is getting a lot of nutrients from a lot of different places. Great. And I know we talked about strength training in, in various areas, but I wanted to really sum it up when it comes from the benefits, obviously the exercise part is the most obvious one, but the benefits of strength training goes way beyond that. Let's talk about that a little bit more. If you start strength training at a young age, basically you're building blocks, you're building fundamentals for as you get older. So if you think about how a house is built and it's the same way for your body. So first you have to start with the foundation. So we have to make sure that the ground is level and we put in the concrete for the house to sit on. And that's 
basically what we're starting with from when you're kids. And then we put on, you know, the, uh, the, the beams of the walls, and then we put on the roof, and then we put on the sides of the walls, and we're kind of building things from the ground up. And that's exactly how you're, you need to think about it for your body. So for kids to start exercising, you're building a stronger foundation for, so when you get older, that foundation doesn't start crumbling. And when that foundation crumbles, that's when injuries happen. You may not worry about it now, but Mm -hmm. the more that we can exercise and kind of get into a habit so your body gets used to it, the easier it is to sustain that as you get older. So, you know, most of us, when we're kids, we don't think about getting older, but it's going to happen. So the best advice that I can can give to all the, the young listeners out there is start doing something, start figuring out what you enjoy doing. And there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. Strength training is great, but martial arts, getting into sports, Tai Chi, swimming, surfing, skateboarding, biking. There's so many different activities that you can do now that as you get older, your body's going to say, hey, I remember how to do that. I remember what it's like to be strong. And if you don't do that, it gets harder and harder to do those things and you have less motivation when you get older. So do something that you enjoy now and that will last a lifetime. Like when I started skating, I didn't know that that would build a foundation for me to be strong and healthy as I get older. And I'm, and I'm almost 40 now, which when I was a kid, I never thought I'd turn 40, right? You're the kids now are thinking, Oh, I'll never be that old. He's a, he's an old guy. 25 was old when I was younger. I was like, gosh, these 25 year olds are so old. (laughs) Yeah. But do something you like. And that really is a great way to start to exercise. And then from there, you'll decide, hey, I like this. Hey, I don't like that. Hey, I want to try this. But start with something you like because that will really help you to keep going. And I think especially now and all you kids out there, your technology has taken a big part of our life. So you're video gaming, you're twitching, you're YouTubing. You're playing video games and it's all on a screen and you're sitting down for most of it. So every once in a while, get up, run around, do some crunches, do some sit-ups, do some jumping jacks, run around and yell like a crazy person. Again, you're just getting your body to wake up a little bit. And I think, again, it makes you feel good. We've kind of forgotten that exercise makes us feel good. And you'll find very quickly that just doing something silly, running around, doing anything, say, hey, I feel awake. I feel good. And then just try and do a little bit more each day. And then when you're ready, hey, start asking questions. Start asking your parents. Start asking your coaches. Google online. I mean, we have the internet that has so many options. Start researching and start looking into, hey, I, I think that could be fun. I want to try that and go try different things. And that will really, again, as you, as you get older, it's a really great way to start. That's how I started. I found something that I might enjoy. I fell in love with it and I did it for a long time. So be curious, be curious about how the body works and about exercise and, and go out there and have fun. Biggest thing. Don't forget, have fun with whatever you're doing. Great, great advice there. I know you mentioned your website earlier, but if our audience want to follow you on social media, and again, if you can give us your website one more time, it's just as a quick reminder. um, So they can check it out more. Yeah, absolutely. So the website is oleo.fit, O-L-I-O dot fit. So most people think it's oleo.fit.com. 
we are cool. We're a new age. <laughs> we don't have a dot com because it's a fitness company. So it's O-L-I-O dot fit, F-I-T. And that's the whole address. Instagram, you can follow me, Olio dot fit. Same like the website. Facebook is Olio dot fit. Uh, TikTok is Olio Fitness, all one word. And YouTube is Olio Fitness. So it's all either Olio.fit or Olio Fitness. And yeah, we're gonna, I'm gonna put out some, some new content here of again, how would we make exercise fun? How do we change it up? And and I think if you just follow a little bit, you'll feel good and, and you'll you'll enjoy it. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Ethan, for joining us today. And hopefully he inspired our audience to just work out a little bit more and incorporate some strength training into our exercise routine. Yes, exactly. Thank you so much for, for having me. It was, it was a pleasure. And again, don't forget to have fun. Have fun and just try something new. You never know what'll happen. So don't forget to have fun, stay active, enjoy what you do. And, um, Hopefully this helps. Hope you enjoyed our interview with Ethan Burgess. What do you think? Has anything Ethan said in particular changed your opinion on fitness training? What have you learned today that you will incorporate into your daily lives? We would absolutely love to hear about it on Instagram or Facebook. Anyways, we wanted to thank you so much for joining us today and we'll talk to you in the next episode. Until then, have an amazing week. Thank you.